Hi, my name's Clark Reynolds, aka The Blind Braille Artist. And my name's Steve Baker, and I'm Just Good Company. Together, we create the podcast Art Insight. We're travelling along the South Coast for an Arts Council funded project to explore what audio description is. As an artist myself who's blind, I like to experience the art like it was intended. So, Steve, creates that for me. Um, is it real or is it a sculpture? I, um, I think it's a sculpture. It may not be, but it certainly looks like it's been painted in, on the top. You can kind of see just here where the... the it doesn't look like a real tree. It's, it's it a does prop. look like a real tree. It's more it, of a prop, though. Yeah. If you look at, look, you know, I suppose the only way you're going to know for sure is if you give it a little knock. It's probably fiberglass then, as, you, as you found know. out. <laughs> I mean, I, for me, I, I wonder why you would... Recreate a tree? Yeah. The only time you recreate a tree is for film sets. Yeah. Well, this like it's got a little sort of it's quite it's what is it about uh, maybe a meter and a half just over that in sort of this sort of an oval shape root, and the, the tree bark on on the it's been cut off at about two foot high. So you know, imagine you're in a forest, you're walking along, the tree's been cut down. That's what you see, and there's a little knock sort of cut out of the front, almost like a little seat. But isn't that, so when they do big trees, um, uh, lumberjacks, they have to cut the, the notch at the bottom to, so it knows where to fall at a certain way. A certain so, that way yeah. so that could be, yeah, yeah it could be That's this. part of the process of, of felling a tree. So it falls that way, it's been mm. chopped that way, it's fallen that way. Um, I mean, I love trees. I mean, I, I don't really know, I suppose really with this one, probably the only way we I think the way it's the been curated was, Obviously, the nature we just talked about that part and then this part, and then echoing it is looks like again another dissection of something. Should we just have a little look at the description of the tree trunk? The tree trunk, see what the artist was if it's real of... or not. Yeah, so actually, oh my god, it's bronze. What? <laughs> I don't... I touch it. Are you kidding me? That is bronze. <laughs> oh my god, we're gonna have to have another look now. How much bronze? How does that get up here? That must weigh... <laughs> is it in the collection? Is it, it, got, it's, it's, got someone's it's, got, is it yeah, it's someone's garden? It's got to be. It can't be solid. I mean, if it's that's, used as a coffee table, that's one expensive coffee table. I don't even... Is it in the inclination that it, it looks like a bronze Well, no, sculpture? I mean... I know that, that, that something had been done to whatever it was, you know, because you can kind of see that, that it's been in painted in some you know on top you know i think fiberglass i know so we could see that it perhaps wasn't a tree itself but uh to make it out of bronze i mean i don't know that just confuses me <laughs> like it's a tree it's made out of wood like, I, I really want to see what the what the artist was was bringing like because it, obviously it's not I don't, I don't know i don't know what were you perplexed we lost for well, words which makes a change i am actually was I've never come across a, a bronze... Patinated bronze. Robin Nick Carter, bronze tree stump. Bronze tree stump is based on a drawing of a sawn-off oak trunk made in, in 1600 by Jacob D. Gain II, a Dutch artist interested in developing a more naturalistic style of art. The Carters bought Gain's detailed pen and ink drawing to life by combining lost wax bronze casting with the latest laser scanning and 3D print technology. 
in 2017, a circle of nine of these tree stumps were exhibited in Kensington Gardens. The sculpture reflects the oak's association with strength and endurance based on its long lifespan and the hardness of its wood. I am, um, so nine, nine? Nine of these, huge. But the, do you know what the weirdest thing is? That technology, we talked about technology at the start, what Ruskin said about the digital world, and yet they've used, uh, this piece has used digital technology to recreate it. I mean, obviously we, as, as artists, we've not worked in bronze like this, but no. we have worked on projects where we were gonna use bronze. And how much is that? Like, I like the I idea can't... that it, everything was picked up through um, that 3D printing technology that we know some artists that use that, that my vision impaired artist friend, David Johnson, that's, that's where he uses. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love David's work as well. Like, I mean, I, I don't know why. It's, it's fascinated me more now. I know it's not wood. I really want, it's one of those pieces that I want to touch just. I want to. Because the, the, obviously we know what bronze feels like. It feels, it feels cold, doesn't it? Right? But this is wood and it should have that textual feeling, feeling about it. So it, it was exhibited outside. In Keston Garden. So yeah, I'm, I'm presuming. So no one would know that it wasn't wood. No. It was people standing on it, whether they had to sit on it. If it was, if it was wood, they because would. Because that's what you do on a tree stump, isn't it? You wouldn't have like little markers saying, don't step on this tree stump. Like, because it's worth a hundred grand or whatever. Don't I mean, step on the grass. Like, I, I don't it? really, I don't, it's, it's confusing me somewhat. The pencil drawing would be interesting if there was a pencil drawing of it to understand the next process, like there was over with the, the charcoal one we saw. That would have been interesting to see if there was the, the actual pencil drawing exists to understand what, how close it got to. Detail yeah. and making. Wow. Okay. Uh, it feels like there should be something on it now. I know. That roadrunner thing. I yeah, love so, that. Something that's else that should be put on top to understand that this is, just, this is not just a tree stump, this is a bronze sculpture and it has needs something on, on there. Like little leprechauns, I don't know. Something, cast fairies or something. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Just give it, a, give it more. But I suppose it's so simple. It's just the most simple thing you could think of. Like, and people will probably think it, it is a tree. They would, definitely. I mean, if obviously we know we've got that bit, that tiny little info there, like changes it completely. That, I don't even know you're how it blown, Your mind is blown, like, isn't it? Like, I think. Usually I kind of get a sense of, well, it sort of pushes me in an emotional direction. This just confused, I'm just confused. You're confused. I'm just confused. <laughs> confused. Like, yeah. Um, I can see that like the artist has created something beautiful that looks exactly like a tree stump. Why use such expensive materials to express something like that? Especially, you know, oak has been around for thousands of years and, and bronze could be around for thousands of years. You know, they dig up bronze and steel from the you know, Egyptian era. So it's one of those materials that will be around for thousands of years. If we didn't have that little plaque, we would never know. Never know. And but how many people actually take their time? They probably just saw that, saw it as a tree, and, and that was on. it. Yeah, they could have easily done. Although certainly the person that bought it didn't. Because the person that bought it now owns a huge, like nine of the same owner, one person. That's a lot of bronze, man. <laughs> Conversations. Yeah, if yeah. Well, we... If you've got it in his home, or she's, he or she's got it literally in their dining room, what conversations they would have around this tree. And that's what art is supposed to do, isn't it? Having that conversation. You made, it's made you confused. It's made me confused. I'd like to know more. Like, you know, there's, there's a deeper story to be told. You know, maybe that's one to, for, for after, you know? Yeah. Um, and then it'd just be interesting to see, because obviously you've got tree, 
tree and some kind of, it feels like a tree as well. Like someone's zoomed in. Like on the, on the, on part of the, the molecule, sap or the bark, like a, a molecule level, yeah. Yeah, so this is, once again, it's a huge, a huge piece. It's, um, itself is on a, looks like white canvas or, or paper. And it's paper. a big dot. And it's uh, a huge dot, yeah. yeah. It's probably two, three meters in diameter. Yeah, what's that, 1.5? Uh, Yours is 1.5. Yeah, 1.5, isn't it? Yeah. So it's prob probably about 170 in diameter, and it's all the colors of this huge dot are, I want to say, it's probably better to describe it as golden, actually. Oh, is it golden gold? and brown. Golden and brown. So you, there is a sort of a sheen to it. And within there, there's like swirls and shapes. So inside it, and imagine looking through that bright microscope, mm. looking down at, you know, a piece of a piece of ring, a piece of tree bark. Yeah, actually, looking looking at the swirls, the background colour is quite muted, but quite a, a number of colours. So, you said that there's a sheen off it. Remember when we, we talked about brass rubbins? Have they used some kind of cray crayon, like a metallic crayon? Yeah, over the top of something else, I think. So you've kind of got the background, which looks like it's all very muted, sort of dark reds dark greens in the very background, some light. And so it's kind of got that sort of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, I can't think. It's but, done on two pieces though, isn't it? It's yeah, it's one, done it's on two one, pieces. pieces. These are the little details that like confuse me. Because it doesn't match Everyone's up, does it? has got their own process. It's not, it's not matched up? It's, no, it's not quite matched up, no. It is that, matched you know, up, you know, it is, but it's not matched up to the edge of the circle, is it? So no. you can see this bit comes down and it jumps over a little bit. So that's, Is that when you buy so a almost, wallpaper and you've not matched it up, the passing up correctly by a millimetre and it's just off-putting? A little bit, yeah, but it looks like they must have created it in two separate bits because of the size of it. I mean, it is huge. And so you've got all these swirls. You can always describe them as like little worms or something, like in a in Something a like a Petri dish. In a Petri dish, yeah. Like, so it's, it's got, um, it's quite a relaxing piece. It's because it's size and the, the, the colours are not sort of energising, but those background colours, I'm looking for a word to describe them. Quite um, aboriginal, like oh, sculpturally, yeah. like that sort of African kind of heritage sort of colours. I mean, there's something about it, this sort of, like the, you know, like ochre and natural dyes, that mm. type of thing that produce quite dark colours. Like the whole background is like that, and on the foreground is just this like golden sort of brown, so which once it, again could, could easily be a natural a natural. So it's on it's on paper. So obviously they can't have gone too heavy with the, the medium they've used. That's why I'm thinking it could be some kind of pastels or wax. Yeah, it does look like that. The sort of the way that there's this sort of mottled, mottled sort of golden colours. They are it's sort of transparent almost. So that sort of you know when you were to put sort of say crayons or pastels over. Uh, a bright colour, it kind of leaves that sort of little, it's sort of transparent, you can see through it a little bit. It's sort of like that all over. Should we take a look at what the artist? So this is, uh, is it? Richard Longbourn, 1945, Guitars, Cadillacs. Right? <laughs> I didn't pick that out, not no. as a title, but two panel carbonun, carborundum relief printed in yellow, Ochre. Well, you got that, you got the yellow ochre. Yeah, zinc white primrose vermilion ink mixed on paper, printed on viridian naphthol red Van Dyke brown layers 2014. Okay, so 
I'm going to assume that those are natural dyes. Dyes, yeah. Colors. So Richard's long work is based on interactions with nature, walking and, arran and arranging found materials to make lines and circles that harmonise with their environment. Long also creates mud works on the walls of galleries using just his hand dipped in a bucket of mud. Carborundum printing allowed Long to create enduring visions of such work, moving the carborundum <laughs> paste on the printing plates as he would mud on a wall. Guitar's Cadillacs reflect the speed and direction of Long's gestures under the influence of gravity and passing time. I tell you what, it's interesting, you talked about that Aboriginal thing about it, the idea of moving around mud, um, even though it's not mud, it's some kind of paste that acts like a mud and then taking a print from it. So the, the movement, I suppose that he must have videos of him moving his hands around physically with that, the paint and almost, like you say, it feels like mud, so he's moving it around very old fashioned cave painting-y like, and then using modern techniques by taking a print of it. Yeah, well, I mean, it, like, you can see it, yeah. You can see his, his hand, his movement with his, with his hands. You in. can sort of see, yeah, whereas maybe now his fingers have created these swirly lines and there's obviously the painted background, which is the same again, so his paintbrushes are his hands. Amazing. Should we, I'll tell you the what, should we just scooch down to the, to the end last and, section of it? And have a, a, a couple more. A couple to, more, and then we're going to finish off. Two more? Two more, I Two think, more, yeah. including the one, uh, and then we'll be... Uh, we well, I think we should talk about this one. Uh, the top one? Yeah. Uh, well, again, it, 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 this bit echoes the bit the other side, but the frames here, again, look at the frame. Oh, I don't know about the frame. The frames are very modern. Yeah, this end is Very not... modern compared to where we've just walked, literally just, you know, 50 feet away, and all the frames were very old-fashioned and mixed match, and these are stuff you'd, you'd buy in Ikea. Yeah, yeah, that's no very clear to, frame. No, no you don't know buyer. No, yeah. exactly, they look great. They really do. I mean, all the frames match the art very well. You know, they really put the art first, I think. Um, but this last, this piece, not necessarily the last piece, is a beautiful rainbow sunset, I would say, is like its headline. So it looks, it's been done in watercolours and uh, it's, it's probably about a metre wide by, you know, rectangular portraits sort of a metre high by probably about 70 high. And it's just such lovely bright colours. You know, the bottom could be land or sea and you've got the sun coming up over the top and you, there's a little bit there where the, obviously the watercolours are sort of blending in uh, to, the, to the other colours. And up above that you've got the, what would not, you know, like on a really clear night where you kind of go up from the, the light blues, the dark blues, the purples and dark blue at the very top this has kind of got a tip to that but the way it's been painted makes that look like a great big rainbow a very quick painting yeah it looks you like know, it we've talked you about like, the, the time of our art takes in the previous piece but this piece it feels like very like a 15 minute oh i'm gonna go relax and just do painting something you do in a sketchbook and yet it's on it's, it's up on the wall and it actually i think you know regardless of the time spent i mean clearly you know there's respect to be given to someone that can do that. But at the same time, I think there's a, a you know, this type of art brings forth emotion really quickly, doesn't it? Because it's such a bright color. And actually, when looking around most of the room, considering um, this is about nature and there's not that many bright colors in here, are there? I mean, it's very mutual. I think this is the, the, the brightest, brightest piece, piece here. Easily, actually, um, that we can see 
I can see. Yeah, from and it's, what's interesting is I know we've just talked about uh, his work, over, his word yeah. piece over there. There's another word piece, isn't there? Yeah, so this is also the same artist, Chris Jury. This reminds you of an eye. Yeah, and it's very much an eye, straight on eye, pupil, and all of the larger iris area is all words going out to create another dot. So uh, you're always dots, man. I you am a dot. It's I like you're the dot piece. master, I, I really, the master of dots. It's fascinating, you yeah. know, the idea of typography can be used in such a way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's that detail, isn't it? I mean, you know, also it gives the chance you know, to use words in art. You know, I think sometimes, you know, I've pondered this as well a lot lately because I quite like, like I was saying over there, like I like to sort of chuck a word on just to give a push to, to the interpretation of what I'm, I'm trying to say. And then I've pondered, well, is that necessary? You know, should the art, you know, without the words stand alone and create the, create the impact or should you use words? And I think um, like these descriptors are a part of the, the descriptions are they're, they're kind of some of the best we've come across. They I, really, think. I think that I think they've you know really been curated really well. They're very descriptive, and I think that not all of them, actually Chris Jory doesn't have a QR code. So whether how that you know it could be anything, can it just be an admin thing or whatever? But um, his other piece. There's another piece here that does have. So is a pop out of all the answers, is a popular one that seems to have cropped well, up. Well, we've yeah we've uh, found his. If those are his only three, I don't know how many pieces he's got in here. But let's go back to the rainbow one just to see who uh, who that is. So, Again, the rainbow one is it's that quickness, isn't it? We've just in this little space, which is by three meters long. Yeah, it's it doesn't it's not fighting against the other pieces. It feels like it belongs. It does. In this, in this I would say that the feel of this this exhibition is very tranquil. There is, you know, a it's a nice, really glorious space. I mean. I don't feel like I'm uh, claustrophobic. No. Um, even though I can't touch the art, the barrier, the, the, there was some white tape there, but it didn't feel like, my oh, God, there was a barrier there. Yeah. Um, the, the artwork has been curated in such a way that it, I've, I've flo we've flowed through it. We have, and I think we found stories. And this, this, so just very briefly, this is by an artist called Maggie Hamlin, born 1945. It's called Sun, Sunrise, Hadley and Suffolk. So somewhere in Suffolk. Um, so in the 80s she made a series of these paintings of sunrises uh, near our home in Suffolk capturing the spectacle of a new day dawning um, and the dramatic colourful works are a contemporary take on the sublime power of nature Hamling said the sunrise is for me the most exciting and the most joyous and optimistic movement of the landscape's day it has the speed of violence even the dark trees seem angry what's happening it's enormously grand and silencing oh that's once again what a lovely quote to bring a spectrum yeah spectrum because we always talk about rainbows but the idea of a sunset or sunrise still has that rainbow quality it does well here it is and it really is a simple i mean i'm not in any way an expert in any processes yet but watercolors i've always found is you don't touch it you know, like if it's there, don't touch it's it. It's the hardest. <laughs> I've tried it a couple of times. Um, it's one of those mediums that, in the wrong hands, just looks awful. <laughs> it looks awful. I mean, the, this is what I say. Like the that piece there was take. You know, you can imagine the watercolor was that one that took the time. thousands of hours. Yeah, absolutely. And, that, and this took ten, probably ten minutes because of the nature of, of what watercolors the medium can do. Yeah, you so can go to one, one varied, extreme to the other. Varied. And this one looks like it's had loads of water on it, right? That the way that the colours are blending in, it's almost like the paint's on just the water's 
but it's got to be the right amount to create this and to the create right, the, the right, accidents at the right time yeah stop but with that the one we previously saw you can't have accidents with the watercolor on that because the nature of that process so yeah. that's the beauty of that medium but the curse as well it's i mean in a way like nice to see these two next to each other wouldn't it you know because that's the difference in the medium that you probably wouldn't even perceive should we go to this Let's go. Let's do it. Let's go. Do it. Do it. We've been given permission to touch it. And it's really it. weird because we've been talking about trees a lot. We seem to find these things as we go in these, these exhibitions. Yeah, there are lots of landscapes in and lots of natural, you know, so there's around. I mean, looking back now over it, there's lots of animals, there's lots of rustic, or uh, like I say, rustic. Lots of landscapes that are very, you know, like photos and There's things. Photos, but, which but we've, we've not really talked about, you know, but we've, we've, we've found, found our own little path, don't we? Yeah. It seems to come out for us. And so this last bit, we've been given permission to touch. Amazing, even though, look, it says, do not touch. Won't touch that. Woo. So uh, here we go, mate. It's, do you want to just give it a crack? Oh, right. So we know oh. it's... Um, I know it's a conquer, so I'm expecting something really sharp, right? So I'm going to be very gentle. Oh, that's really, really sharp. Is it? Really sharp, yeah. You, this could be a murder oh, weapon yeah, in Cluedo. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, because what, what was he killed with? He was killed with the conquer in the stubble. <laughs> um, this conquer could kill God. a bloody I mean, giant. I, I'm having images of this thing being dropped on your foot. Uh, and <laughs> you're power. straight away in E, basically. Yeah. I mean, so it's, it's, it's bronze. Yeah, it's, it's bronze. Be bronze, it's isn't bronze. It? So the, it's all in colour as well, oh, though. So the, so the central bronze, the it's conquer, a conquer. It's a conquer. The conquer so you imagine inside, and there's a, just to describe it, Clark, there's a, there's a, this it's as sharp as conquer. So the outside, all, you know, on a regular conquer, all the outside's got the sharpy bits. All of that and the, and the stalk of it is all green and the, the bronze has been painted with the green and, you know, it's given a very realistic look. But it's, it, it's so specific because of the medium. It's like really cuts out. And then so this conquer should be so shiny. conquer actually oh, wow. is. Yeah, so you've got a piece of the outside cut away so you can see to the conquer inside, which is the traditional bronze colour. And you know what, how conquers are so shiny you know, when, like, it's when you physically open. Pieces. I wonder if you can lift that. Oh, I mean, maybe that's going a bit too far. We shouldn't dismantle well, the art, yeah. should we? Like, <laughs> it's like a jigsaw. But you know is. when you open up that conquer, uh, that when it literally splits on the ground and it falls off the trees and you open it up, and it is literally that contrast between that spiky exterior which is what this is it is and that's such smooth you know conquer it is and you know what i'm thinking now wouldn't it be great if we went and found a conquer just push it next to it yeah a, a organic conquer, a real conquer next to it to give the you know to show the, how well observed through texture is. even though it's bronze how texturally observed it is isn't touching it joyous though yes it really is, because we could look at this, right, and not realise it was bronze until we read about it. No. Uh, now, and you get a the sense spike, of... the spike, it is a lethal weapon. It would be. If it is medieval. You wouldn't, you wouldn't mess with the spikes on this thing. I mean, when they brought this up to place an ear, you know I can imagine heavy. they've got some really white gloves that, like, so they're not piercing through it or some metal gloves because it's heavy. So cool. It's really heavy. It's and really we were cool. so lucky when we was here. Um, the woman who uh, owns it said, I uh, asked us what they were doing. And they said, the curator came along and said, I said, we could physically touch it because the woman's asked us to touch it. Yeah. I, I, I'm now up here. I'm, it, it does remind me of how little we get to touch, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And it's the beauty of it. It's bronze. It's not if we're not going to go, oh my God, yeah, I'm going to smash it. And you smash it, you're going to hurt yourself anyway. But the idea, it's, I just want to keep touching it because. Mate, something about that spikiness 
and the memory of, we, you know, we've come out to season when concerts just passed and we remember at school playing conkers in the school, but you know, you don't do that now because of health and safety. And I suppose health and safety now, touching a piece of art like this is health and safety. <laughs> it is, and I don't know. Do they play conkers now? I really hope they do. Uh, I wonder where this is kept a... in the house as well. Well, it, honestly, you could, it's really, it's just lovely. It's a really beautiful piece of artwork, isn't it? You wouldn't think it was, but it also must weigh a tonne. <laughs> it must weigh a tonne. I think that's a really lovely place to finish our. It is, our and tour. This, I mean this, the Discovery Centre. So well, we, well, actually, where's yeah. the where's the actual? Oh, we've got to find the the. the uh, could it be this one? There you go. Is this one there? Yes. Yeah. So let's, so, yeah, uh, so let's before, finish it. Yeah. yeah, let's finish on the description. So this is by an artist, Wendy Taylor, born nineteen forty-five. Um, this uh, it's called Conqueror. It's a bronze maquette, 2000. This is a small preliminary model for a monumental sculpture, nearly two metres tall, that was installed at the GlaxoSmithKline headquarters in Brentford in Middlesex in 2004. It takes on the form of a horse chestnut seed, also known as a conker, the object of the traditional autumn playground game. The spiky shell and smooth seeds within make for a dramatic sculptural form. Conqueror is part of the seed series that included pea pods, sycamore, sycamore keys, cob nuts, and acorns cast in bronze. The monumental versions of these sculptures reflect Taylor's interest in playing with scale to make us look at familiar objects afresh. So this, wow, that, is a, that is a maquette, but it's a work of art. It purely is a work of art. And you're saying, this is huge. You're going to have to find this for me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You really have to find it. Well, it's in uh, the headquarters of, if it still is. I mean, that was in Middlesex. So. But the other, the other series, the, the Peapod, the yeah, Acorn. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely worth follow up, isn't it? Like always, we find one or two things that we, we And this place is a little gem, isn't it? To be honest with you, it's, you come to a library, you think you're going to go and get a, a book, uh, and then you stand in the inn, a contemporary gallery that would not look at a place in Mayfair. Well, no, I mean, the, the, the quality of the work, the art, yeah, inside and, and out, even on that atrium, it was great to see the artwork outside and yeah, come to this and space. It, and, and it's all free. It is free. You know, so just, you know, once again, and I mean, obviously, we've been here. There's been some visitors along. Um, you'd like to think more would experience it. You know, I think people are afraid. Are afraid of. We just have to look at the, what what's coming up over the next year. Yeah, place, well, it's, it's right by. It's not. It's only a half hour drive. We definitely will. Brother. I would like to come here again. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, so if you're in the Winchester area, um, this exhibition finishes at issue next week, I'm afraid, but yeah. um, check it out. Yeah, beautiful venue, lovely people. And great stuff. Lovely. Cheers, mate. Cheers, my friend. Thank you. Till next time. Yes. Thanks for joining us for this episode. If you'd like to find out more about the special Baker Reynolds method of audio description or you'd like to know more about Art Insight, you can find us on Instagram at Art Insight Podcast. Till next time. <laughs>